Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 218, Time to Make a Plan, an interview with Susan May Warren coming to you on Thursday, October 29th, 2020. October 29th means that we are two days away from November 1st, the beginning of National Novel Writing Month. So does anybody have a plan? Is there something new that you're going to write in the next month? Or maybe something that you've written that you're like, I need to start doing the edits and really buckling down and creating like a lot of time to do work. This is a great month to harness the energy of hundreds of thousands of people all over the world working together, even though we're all working individually to write or edit or do something that goes towards finishing the next book. I'm actually a part of three different writing groups who have all decided in each group that we are going to work on, uh, it just happens to be, this hardly ever happens uh, to me and to be in three groups of people where everybody just happens to be at a space where they've just recently started a book and easily have more than 50,000 words left to write, which is the um, general fun goal of National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo, which is at nanorimo.org if you want to look it up. So all of us have at least 50,000 words more to write on the current book. We're starting something new, finishing something and hurrying up and starting. And um, so there's going to be like among the three groups that I'm in, probably 10 people who are going to be trying to finish a book before December 1st. So yay us. If you are going to participate and you want to use the website, some of us are going to use the website. Some of us aren't going to use the website. Um, and you like the gamification of getting the little badge that says, congratulations, you wrote three days in a row, or you finally reached 5,000 words or whatever, um, then definitely use the website because it's very fun for that. Um, but even if you're like, I just don't want to be involved in the website, um, find some people who are wanting to write a book this month and <laughs> work with them. If you want to uh, make me your writing buddy on nanorimo.org, it's just my name, Kitty Buholtz, which uh, you can find the spelling of it in the podcast uh, title and information stuff. Because otherwise you'll be like, what would you say? What's the spelling? Yeah, I've got one of those names. So um, not only NaNoWriMo, writing a new book, getting that kind of organized in our minds, but the whole idea of time and project management is definitely on my mind as it is every November, as I start thinking about what am I going to do to wind up my projects and finish what I can this year, what needs to be put onto next year's schedule. And speaking of next year, how am I going to create a writing schedule, a production schedule next year where I'm getting writing done and then editing and I'm getting book covers made and I'm getting formatting and I'm getting uploaded and I'm getting marketing and I'm getting advertising. Lots of things that need to be figured out. And if I can create a kind of schedule or some sort of template, even if it's just like, these are the days that I write, these are the days that I do marketing, and you get as much as you can done in that day, it doesn't matter if you're a plotter or a pantser. There are ways that you can schedule your life and structure the work that you do to get a little bit more done. And here's my new goal. Uh, ever since I went through this terrible bit of burnout, my goal is always to try to help you to get more done up to the point 
where you've pushed yourself comfortably, but um, you still remember all your family members' names. <laughs> Nobody's mad at you for, well, you can't control what other people are thinking, but um, you're still spending time with family and friends. You're getting good sleep. You're exercising. You're eating healthfully. You know, you're having um, breaks, time off, mental health days. So in addition to all the things that make you a healthy, happy, joyful, peaceful person, what's the most amount of writing that you can get within that context. And that is what I will be talking about more over the next few months myself. I will be uh, starting up my going the distance time and project manager uh, management for writers class again in probably January. I usually open it in either January or February. And uh, today's guest, Susan May Warren, has a fabulous uh, writing planner that is for both writing and all the rest of your life. So if you are like me and sometimes you're like, crap, I compartmentalize my writing life with my family life with my personal and some other way life and I forgot that I have this and this and they're both on Saturday oh shoot now I've got to get a hold of somebody and say I need to reschedule it's just it's embarrassing and it also makes me feel a little stressed because it feels like trying to get too many things done or there isn't enough time when honestly if I just like took a little bit more time and this is hard to take a little bit more time get a week planned out, remember all the things in a calm fashion, write them all down. And then you can just work through what you've already written down. And then the next six and a half days, you know, it takes me about a half a day to get all that figured out and written down and planned out. Um, and maybe a half a day is, is, is making it sound like it's longer than it is. It's probably only an hour maybe two, if I'm trying to figure out something new, like I'm working on my first set of quarterly taxes in Sweden. Anyway, um, having a writing planner, and I adore the one that Susie May made, and she's got like new versions of it for this upcoming year. Yay, very exciting. Um, whether you use her planner, a bullet journal, uh, a what's it called, a day, day timer brand or Franklin planner or any of the other brands, or you're not really that much of a write it down in a journal person. You like to have everything on your electronic calendar so you can see it on your phone and on your computer. However you best think and manage and the ways that you have found that you're getting the most amount of work done in a timely fashion and in a peaceful fashion. So you're not as, you're the least amount of stress that you can be. That's how you should do it. Now, Susie May and I are talking about um, all the different things to think about as you um, get through uh, what else, what else can you still accomplish for the rest of this year? There's a lot of holidays coming up for people. And then how can you plan out next year? So that is what we are going to talk about next. Susie May has been on the show before. You've heard her, you love her. We all think that she has fabulous advice. So here we go. Let's talk to Susie May. Today's guest is Susan May Warren. Susie May is the USA Today best-selling Christie and Rita award-winning novelist of over 85 novels. An eight-time Christie Award finalist, a three-time Rita finalist, she's also a multi-winner of the Inspirational Reader's Choice Award and the ACFW Carol Award. A seasoned women's events speaker. She's a popular writing teacher at conferences around the nation and the author of the beginning writer's workbook, The Story Equation. She's also the founder of mybooktherapy.com and novel.academy, a school for aspiring novelists. Welcome, Susie May. Hi, thanks for having me. This is great to be here with you. 
Yes, this is so great. It's October. It's time for us to talk about time and project management. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a great time to talk about that because the last thing you want to do is talk about it like the first week of January when you like you should have already be diving into your year and thinking it out. So, I mean, we do talk about it then too. That's important. In fact, you can talk about it anytime. anytime. It's better late than never, right? So, exactly. Yeah, October is like, I was just sitting down with my husband recently and saying, okay, I always have a three-year plan. I was like, okay, here's our three-year plan. What do you think? You know, (laughs) fleshing that out is always a good thing. Nice. So do you update your three-year plan annually? So it's always three years in advance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what what projects, because I'm always uh, putting into my novels things that will happen. So I try to think through what will happen and so that I can add a little teaser in now ah, like for your series you mean mm-hmm. oh so yeah. I know this fire is going to happen or that rescue is going to happen you can tell which books of yours I read but right, or right. Like that. yeah or I know I'm going to be writing about this particular rescue team in the future so I'm going to add players from that or hints of that in this particular book and so that people are familiar with that team before I launch into that series so I'm always looking ahead at least a couple of years, a couple of series ahead. So I can do that in order to, you know, just create the, 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 you know, excitement I want for that series. Right. Right. Have people already excited before they even know there's a new book and series coming out about some of these characters, right. right where they go, Oh, I was hoping she would write about that. That's right. So <laughs> I'll get emails from people that say, Oh, I love this character. I hope you're going to write about it. And I'm like, that book comes out next. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Well, listen, fun. so everybody who's listening, this is going to be a very, um, it's going to sound shotgun approach and scattered and tangential because it kind of will be, but altogether, this is going to be a pretty focused hour of, or however long, um, of talking about time and project management, specifically as it relates to your writing, but in the context of the fact that you have a life that is 100% of you and writing is only a portion of it. So Susie May, I kind of want to talk a little bit about that writing planning, but let's just kind of come back to it in a few minutes okay. because you have yeah. some sheets in the back of your planner that I wanted to ask if that's how you're, you're doing your three-year planning with those new stories. But let's just start out by saying, we admit it, you and I are both planners. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I feel like planning helps me, you know, I know I talked about this series, but really it helps me see a vision for my life, right? I say, okay, where am I, what am I doing in the next few years? What am I working towards? I I don't just, I mean, I I obviously I leave room for the Lord to work in my life or for things to happen, circumstances, you know, there's definitely room for that. But I, I like knowing where I'm headed so that there's a sort of a theme and a preparation for that next season. And so even though, you know, I talk about, you know, putting in characters here that I'm going to use later, I'm also looking at, well, what are the themes that are going to be happening in the future? What are the things I'm investing in now to prepare myself for that, that season there? So I think that looking ahead in your life is always a good, a good choice. And and just not, not as in like setting it in cement, but rather saying, might just prepare myself for that season right now and so that I'm ready for that yeah so yeah and I personally believe that um you can 
have that kind of planning in your life, regardless of whether or not you've been in the same house for 30 years, or if you move constantly like me and like people in the military and that sort of thing, because there are certain things that, um, that are still going to be part of your day-to-day -day life or are in general part of your overall goals. Um, and you know that you may or may not get a call from your spouse saying we're moving in two months. Uh, and yet you can still like have these other plans that kind of are around it. And you have uh, secondary plans. Like this is my plan for the books I'm writing this year. And if we move sometime this year, unexpectedly, I'm just going to give myself like a three month gap where I'm packing and moving and unpacking that sort of thing. That's how I've done it in the past. Mm -hmm. And that's a good way to do it. Having, um, uh, we, we were just talking about catch up before we got on and, um, you know, having blocks of time that are non designated for you to be able to move around and, and, and this kind of goes into the daily and weekly planning as well that we can talk about but having room in your life having space so that you can say okay I'm I realize the next three weeks are going to be busy. I was going to do this, but now I'm going to move that over here to this empty space where I wasn't going to do anything. And, and now it still allows you to get the stuff done without having your life completely torn up. Yeah. And I think that's important to have that in your life. And as we're coming into um, a, a big, um, I was going to say touristy, but that's not really going to be the right word anymore. Um, a, a big holiday season in North America, uh, specifically the United States, but also, you know, Christmas around the world uh, and other kinds of um, uh, end of year, end of calendar year, different seasons in people's lives. Um, I'm just trying to think of like all of the names of the other holidays and I can't think of any of them right yeah, this right. second. Sure. <laughs> but um, uh, so people, here's the thing. And I, I actually, um, I've been going through my Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University again, because I'm like, I need to get back into like planning out some bigger long-term financial goals. Oh, hey, I've got those DVDs from like 10 years ago. I should watch them again. And uh, he was just making this joke about, and then suddenly it's November and you're like, oh my gosh, Christmas is in December again. And he's mm -hmm, like, you mm -hmm. can't be surprised about these things. And one of the things that I found from my own time management is that um, if I look at the whole year from whatever the starting point is, and it's, it's generally January, but sometimes my life is really messed up and it's March or June before I'm kind of looking at the rest of the year, however much is. And I, I look at the times when probably my husband's going to have time off or I'm going to want to have time off. Um, and I try to remember that I need to plan around it. There aren't really six, 365 days in the year. No, they're not. There aren't. And, and having that time to plan around it is, and when we say plan around it, I actually think plan for it. Yes, right? exactly. So, so because I, I have this philosophy in my planning that I want to be fully present in everything I'm doing. And in order to be fully present, I have to be fully focused, which means that I can't have other things bothering that space, right? And I have this, um, I have this philosophy called power blocking, and I power block my weekly or my days and my weeks and my years. But basically what that is, is focused time to be with, to be invested in whatever project I'm doing. And if my project happens to be Christmas, you know, then I'm fully present for Christmas or family vacation or remodeling my home for a weekend or whatever it is I want to be, because I, I want to be fully present because I really feel like we, we live in an in a ADHD multitasking world where we do things sort of halfway and not fully 
invested. And as a result, we don't get the work we want. You know, we don't get the results that we want. There's a great book out called Deep Work. And, um, and I've been doing deep work for years. But this idea that, that when we take away the distractions of other things, we can fully invest in what we're doing, right? And so again, like you said, you want to you want, it's not, we're not working around, we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're investing in that time with your husband. We're investing in that time with our family over Christmas and we're going to do it with guilt free. Saying yes. We've got our work done and we've, we've partioned out this time and my focus time is my family right now. And I'm going to be fully there. They, um, I was listening to a podcast recently and they talked about how entrepreneurs, um, but it can be anybody, um, we need to work hard, but then we need to play hard. Because what happens is we work so hard all the time, and this doesn't have to be just entrepreneurs, teachers, doctors, policemen, whoever it is, we work hard, right? But then we deserve to play hard, which means that we deserve to have a life where it's not other things, you know, coming in and bothering that life and bothering that focus, right? So yes. we need to plan for it. And so that's, um, so to your point. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um there are things that I found that I'm getting more enjoyment and having fewer arguments just by, I, I, I figure I'm probably spending around the same amount of time on things. But when I choose that, what I want to do right now is um, Netflix binge with my husband. And, and it's the only thing I do unless maybe, you know, like I'm crocheting or something, which you know, I can do so long as it's not something where I have to read the subtitles or whatever. Right. But, right. but I feel like we've really, not everybody agrees that TV is quality time, but for me and John, you know, we're story people and, and we really like it. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So if we spend five hours or eight hours or whatever, watching TV on a Saturday and, you know, he's cooking and we're eating and we're talking about the story and, oh my gosh, did you see that? Oh my gosh, what's going to happen next kind of thing. And like, this is really great time for us. If I'm on my <laughs> computer, which I was a couple of days ago because I'm like, uh, I can watch TV with you, but I got to finish this other thing. And like three times I was so embarrassed because I had to say, I'm sorry, I looked down. What happened? Because he was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, what what I miss? And I'm like, oh, I'm not really paying attention to my work or my husband. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, we actually I, I'm a fan of Netflix binging, too. We did the same thing when we're exhausted, hit the wall or whatever. But yeah. usually on, on a weeknight, we'll watch one hour of TV a night on a show that we're watching. And we we wait for that time for each other. You know, we're like fully invested in that time. I know that sounds like you said, you know, we grew up in the era where it was like, don't watch TV. But there are some yeah. really fun, good shows out there. And, and we do like to watch those. And you're right. I, I try to not have my phone around at all after about 7 p.m. Like oh. I just don't even I, I, I leave it in my office. If you try to get a hold of me now, if you're my children, you can get a hold of me on Alexa. But otherwise, you can't get a hold of me. And, and I just feel like we need to we need to value our time. And, and let's I want to segue really quickly, if I can, yeah. to why we value our time. Right. Yeah. So what what time do we value? And that is I, about um, about two years ago, I had um, cancer. And so I really took a look at my life and said, how do I want to spend my life, especially if it's the last you know couple of years of my life. Thankfully, now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cancer free. Praise God. That's great. Yay. But it made me think through how I lived my life. And, and my I realized that I wanted to live my life according to my values, right? 
the things that I felt were important. And a lot of us have similar values. And I'm not talking about Christian values. I'm talking about the things that matter to me as a person, right? So my family matters to me, making an impact in my world matters to me, however that is. Um, And everybody's got a different way to do that. Mentoring people and helping them, helping their dreams come true matters to me. That's one thing that I love to do. Um, You know, these kind of writing great stories matters to me. So, So how do I live my life intentionally? Well, the first thing I'm going to need to do is figure out what those values are, right? And then I'm going to have to cut away everything that doesn't fit into that. And that's a really big piece because a lot of people don't want to cut stuff out of their life, right? They want to be like, oh, no, I want to do, you know, I should do this and I should do that. And I'm like, get rid of the shoulds. And just do the things that you know that you're called to do or the things that you value, right? Yeah. And and there are things, you know, I should exercise. Okay. How high am you know, that should that you're right, you should take care of your body, right? So so let's let's figure out where on the value scale that is, right? It doesn't maybe mean running every day. Maybe it means just stretching and lifting some weights. So maybe it means taking a, a walk, you know, three times a week or whatever it is. Yeah. But the point is, is that you have a number of values and you choose your activities based on your values. And when you do that, then you can sit down for an hour or eight and watch Netflix with your husband and go, I value my time with him. And this tells him, Basically, what you're saying is I'm committed to you and the things that you love. So we're going to work. It's not about the television. It's about together. Right. And you're saying this is you're speaking to him and saying in in your actions, I'm committed to you. So it's going to cost me eight hours of my life. I'm going to enjoy it, too, because I like this. But really, we could be watching a football game together or a play together or Or whatever it is. Go for a walk. Yeah. Because we but we just value that time. Right. And so that's what you're communicating. So I don't think you have to look at the Netflix so much as the oh, I'm I'm committed to TV. No, you're not. You're committed to your husband. Right. And that's a value. And you pursue that. And that's a good thing. Right. So. So, you know, if we if we were to reorient our lives according to our values, I think we'd have less guilt. Yeah. about how we spend our time <laughs> yeah, yeah. and 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 then we would also give ourselves permission to focus fully on that time right and one of the things i was thinking when you were talking about that um for anybody who is watching on youtube Susie may is in her brand new office it's very beautiful i love it <laughs> i love it too. and so you and your husband did the work yourselves right mm-hmm. okay So this is one of the other things that I notice. If I plan my time so that I'm fully present when I'm doing whatever it is with John, and I plan that this other time is going to have to be the writing time, and I'm just going to have to get it done during this time, I've also found that there are far fewer arguments that basically come from my stress about I should be working. But now I can say, no, I shouldn't be working. I should be figuring out how to hang these stupid curtain rods and cement block walls using a power (laughs) tool that neither one of us has ever used because we're both artists, not handy people. Right, right, right. (laughs) And despite the fact that that was quite a trial we weren't really arguing or anything because we were focused on the task at hand neither one of us was thinking I should be or I want to be doing something else so part of it is like just the choosing and the mindset right right that is that's what that's really the biggest hurdle is so so you know when we attack a problem it's always about vision strategy tactics right so your vision is how you know what is it that you want to accomplish and that really is what your values are these the things that you value each one of you know you're going to have six or seven categories of things that you want to accomplish that that align with your values you know i want to spend time with my 
my my husband. I want to, you know, um, write this book. I want to, um, you know, be involved in this activity at your singing choir, you know, whatever it is. <clears throat> and you're going to have all these little values that you have. And then you're going to have little goals that you want underneath each value. And you're going to have a vision for each value, so to speak, right? So that's your vision. Now you have to look at your strategy. How are you going to make that happen? And so once you get past your values, you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to spend quality time with my husband? How am I going to, you know, carve out time to go to church and, or go to choir? How am I going to spend time with my kids, right? And so then you start working on strategies. Okay, for your strategy might be, I'm going to, you know, once a month, we're going to, or every, we're going to pick a show. And I'm, you know, on Saturdays for four hours, we're going to watch our show for four hours, right? And we're going to make pizza and we're going to spend time together. Okay, so that's your strategy of how you're going to do that. You know, I'm going to go to church on Wednesday nights, which means that I have to take a bus and I have to do all of these things. So, you know, but that's how I'm going to do that on Wednesday nights, whatever it is. So you come up with your strategies. And once you figure out your strategies, then you have to figure out your tactics. Okay, how am I going to make this happen? If, you're, if your strategy is, I'm going to spend time with my husband by watching Netflix, and making pizza, well, the tactics have to be, well, then I need to go to the store before Saturday and buy the ingredients for the pizza. And we have to figure out what we're going to watch before then. So we can do that. And you have to have all of the, all of the tactics to make that happen lined up before you can do it. And that's how planning comes about. That's how you go from your vision to execution. You have to have your, the values, the strategy, and then the tactics. Perfect. Okay. So we've already admitted that you and I are both planners. We both have um, writers who follow us who are part of a membership group or part of our email list or whatever. And you and I have very similar ways that we teach time and project management. So we're going to talk about that as one method, but also if you are not a planner or you kind of want to be, but you're not sure that you really want to be, or you thinking, or if you're thinking, you know, I write by the seat of my pants, I'm a pantser. So I'm sure that planning in my life is not going to be any more fun than planning a book. Um, don't worry, we have ideas <laughs> that will fit whatever it is that you are interested in doing, or maybe we're just willing to try. So the first thing that I wanted to share is that um, I have been using Susie May's uh, my brilliant writing planner for the last Yay. two years now. And I love it. <laughs> um, I actually have not killed any plants. Uh, no, wait, I killed one plant. I killed one plant, but this is way lower than usual because there's even a space in there for, it's like just blank lines, things that you would need to do sometime during the week. And then there's columns for Monday through Sunday. And so I started on one of the blank lines writing water plants. And then I would put an X on the day I actually watered them. So I didn't water them on Tuesday and Thursday and then not for two more weeks. You know? uh, that's, that's brilliant, actually. That, that's really good. <laughs> but it's got a ton ton of stuff and you can see here's mine from this year it is full of papers and things that have to do with my planning and my week and what I'm going to be I doing. love it now love you, it. you use yours you created oh. it so you use yours yeah. in the way that I consider to be like the correct way but just well yes and no I mean I, I I everybody needs to use it as fits their life right basically here's how my philosophy came about I am a, my, my mother-in-law calls me list and schedule. I, I don't have a lot of room in my brain for stuff. So I like to get it out of my brain. So I have 
can think deep thoughts in my brain, right? There my brain go. has one space and it only, you know, and so I, I do write stuff down and I feel like um, it allows me to, like I said, not worry about forgetting things. So the, so I started with, so for example, writing a novel, right? Writing a novel has a lot of things you need to think about. It's not just, you know, putting the story on the page. It's, it's about, you know, like, for example, in a scene, you need to have a story world, you need to have dialogue, you need to have pacing, you need to have the correct tension, you need to have uh, characterization elements. I mean, a lot of different things go into writing a scene. And if you attack your scene, now, of course, a lot of it I, I can do organically now, because I've done it for so many books. But, but when you first get started, you, you, you really don't have the ability to do all of those things. Even I will write, rewrite a screen about four times before I'm really happy with it, because the first one I lay down the bones of it, and then I go back and I rework the, the dialogue, and then I go back and do the story structure, or the story world, rather, and then I go back and rearrange the rhythm of the scene to make sure that it's right, and then I finally work on nuances and words and wordsmithing. Okay, but I, I, I can remember that right now, but it's, but in order to really remember it, I have to make a little list. Did I do this? Yes. Did I do that? Yeah. And, and that's just the way that I can, you know, that's just writing. You know, let's talk about Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, right. you've got to have a list for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Like, like, times of when things go in the oven, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, well, the turkey's done, but I haven't even started the potatoes. Doggone it. I got that wrong right. again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it, it, you can't really pants your way through Thanksgiving. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And and. And, and I do, I do love, you know, you can pant some things like, okay, the turkey's not done yet. We'll just kind of play some games until that. But, but for the most part, you need a plan, right? So the same thing with your life. You don't have to have something like hard and fast, but you sort of want to get stuff out of your head. You kind of need to know what you're doing. You need to at least write things down. And that's how the planner is supposed to function. Now, how you want to do that depends on you. So here's an example of my, um, so the planner comes in, in, we simplified this year, by the way. So this is my last year's planner, but just, just to give you concept, you can do this on a piece of paper. You don't have to have a planner for it, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend the planner because it's all <laughs> written there. But, but we have, uh, one thing I love about the planner is, and we'll get back to this in a second, but it has a, a place for inspirational thoughts. Nice. So these are my inspirational thoughts from last week. And I use, I use all my space for those. And because I spend an hour a day, when I, which I call my, my miracle morning, and I do prayer and reading and inspirational reading and business reading and um, stretching and you know things like that that help me get going with my day, right? And then this is my brain download. This is what's called make it happen. And this is all my value blocks, things that I value. And then I write in the blocks, you know, for example, this one was, my writing block, right? And, and you can't read my scribbles, but it says, Susan May Warren letter, Alaska, SEQ, plot, synopsis, chapters one through three. Um, and, you know, and so I've got all these different projects here and this is what I need to do in each project, right? Yeah. Now, if you notice here, menus, I actually don't have a menu. I just have my, what I'm doing for the week. So it says meatloaf Monday, taco Tuesday, walk Wednesday, Italian Thursday, steak night Friday, pizza night Saturday, and Sunday game day, wings, chili, and dip. That's what nice. I've written. So, I, so I don't actually, I, now sometimes, yeah, right. Sometimes I, I, that was just the general plan I had, but sometimes I don't have time and I just write down what I've eaten. So there are weeks where it's like, I write down my calorie count or I'll write down, you know, the kinds of food I've eaten because I just haven't had time. So it depends on how I've worked my week. Right. Yeah. So you can do any normal things. I, I should say that, that I've been writing down a plan ahead of time 
for the last four months or so, but for a while I was super busy. I just wrote down what I ate every day and that's the place to do that. Right. Yeah. And so, and then this is the, what we call the make it happen section. And this is the, the, the daily, the daily blocks. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but basically this is where I execute. This is the tactics. This is where I execute the strategy. Right. Yeah. So um, having, uh, so this was, yeah. So I do kind of use it in the way it was intended, but, but some people, don't like to fill this out until their day actually happens. And then they just follow their rhythm for the day. And one thing I like up here is the first is it's called the first three priorities. And these priorities don't necessarily have to correspond with the blocks. It might be call your mother, call the, call the lawn guy or the pool guy and uh, drop off clothes at Goodwill. These yeah. are things that don't have to have power blocks, but they need to get done that day, right? So I always write my priorities for the day there, and then I've got the power blocks. And so, so yes. Now I want to say that we have a whole course on this. When you get the planner, you get the course for free, and Which I go through great. all. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I go through all of my tactics there, and and these are just ideas for you to get stuff done. But um, yes, go ahead. Oh, you no, no, no. I was just when when you were done talking, I was going to tell people how I have um, been using it. So the way that I've been using the planner has changed more or less every few months, <laughs> I guess, really. Um, it it kind of just depends on what I'm doing at the time. Sure. Right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. So right now, um, in the month that it's important, I have pieces of paper sticking out. Uh, so people that I'm going to interview for the for the podcast, I have those pieces of paper sticking out. Um, I just remembered, oh, yeah, that's where I put the bill I was supposed to pay. <laughs> I put it on the on the week that it has to be paid. But I'm in this um, uh, business coaching program, where we plan out all the work that we plan uh, the here we are. It's very much about planning. I, all the work that we plan on doing um, for a three-month period. And um, we have objectives and then the actions taken to get to those. So there are objectives and key results in the business world. But pretty much it's strategies and tactics. Like the, these are the or um, goals and how I'm going to get there, however you want to say it. Um, and yeah. so for my business coach, he needed me to write a date next to each one of these. I will have this mm -hmm. done by then and this by mm -hmm. then. And therefore, if I want to get this done by October 31st, like what has to be done by October 20th and what has to be done mm -hmm. by October 10th? Yeah, working backwards. Yeah, exactly. that's a great idea. And so what I've done is I've um, printed out my list of OKRs or the things that I need to do and the dates that are already written down there. And, um, you know, I'm circling the dates that are just September. And then in the September weeks, I'm writing down just the things that I know need to be done, you know, mm -hmm. as part of this business class, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And that's just a new thing from since I started this. So every time that I'm um, in a new kind of stage of my year, because my year does kind of morph around a lot. I think I just like it that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's the life that I have because I must like it that way. Um, I still can end up um, planning things out, but being very, very flexible. So I want people to really understand that planning out um, your projects and your goals and stuff still allows you to be incredibly flexible. But what it also gives you is that incredible sense of accomplishment and relief that you finally got something done that you said you wanted to do. Yeah. The other thing it does, and I love what you're doing there. The other thing it does is that it keeps you calm when you when you, so people will start a book and they'll like 
have a massive writing session and write 25,000 words and that's fantastic. And then, well, they're tired and then they don't continue on and most books stop there. And then people, you know, they, they've kind of lost their momentum. Well, they've lost their momentum for two reasons. One is, is that they used all their energy in the first 25,000 words and now they're exhausted, right? The second is, is that they don't necessarily know what's gonna happen in the rest of the book and so they're stuck. So there's two things you want to do is you want to figure out what's going to happen in your story before you write it doesn't mean you have to write it exactly like that but have some sort of idea of what's going on with your story and that's all about you know story crafting and that's a whole nother conversation but the second is is that don't eat the elephant all in one bite don't binge the elephant yeah. you know take it in little pieces and and what i like to do is say Susie, you wrote the amount of words that you were supposed to write today you wrote three thousand words or five thousand words or whatever it is you may not write anymore you have to walk away now. You have to go take a walk. You have right. to go eat something. You have to go talk to your humans. You know, this sort of thing. You do not need to keep writing because guess what? Tomorrow you're going to write another 5,000 words and you know, whatever. And so it reminds me that I don't have to eat the elephant all in one day. I can just eat today's bite and then be done. And it keeps the panic from setting in. Yes, yes. I still have to show up tomorrow and write those words. But you know what? They're going to be better that if I'm refreshed and, you know, have have taken a, a break than if I had just pressed forward. So don't binge and get yourself. I mean, there's times when you do want to, if you have a good writing, you know, I've, I've written, you know, I wrote a 30,000 word book in three days. You know, I mean, some days you just do it, but yeah. that's not normal. You know, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, if you want a normal life, you need to just show up and do your job and then walk away and do the other things. Yeah. And so it keeps you from panicking. So you're doing your business thing. You don't have to do it all on Monday. You do it throughout the whole week and you yeah. still get the same work done. Yeah. And I have Good. definitely noticed a, a marked decrease in panic because, you know, I start thinking, I don't know what it is about October. I think it's probably all the American holidays that happen mm. in the last three months of the year. And if you mm -hmm. include the fact that we have Labor Day and then kids going back to school just a few weeks before, it's, it just feels like the last four months of the year goes so fast, just may or may not be true, but it feels true. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the things that um, bothers me is, um, is that sense of panic. Um, mm -hmm. But since I've been um, looking at it as um, chunks, like you said, just bites of the elephant and knowing which ones are due, I'm like, oh my gosh, I still have to do this and this. And then I look at my sheet that has all the dates and I'm like, oh, that's okay. I don't have to even, I, I put on here, I'm not even starting that part of the project until November. Like uh, when I talked to one of my clients and I said in the first session, we need to look at book covers today. We need to be thinking about that because that is the thing that will take the most amount of time. But then once you get that started, then we can worry about, you know, all the other things which seem like they would be more important and they are very important, but the book cover is going to take the longest. And that's why we're going to move around the schedule. So it gives you a, a greater sense of um, being in control of getting things done in, in the, like, I, I think in terms of deadlines, you can have yeah. your book done when you want it. If you've been yeah. able to take the time to figure out how, how long you need for each portion of it. Right. And then you don't have this panic at the end where you're like, oh, I need to write 20,000 more words before Friday. You know, no, yeah. I mean, like I, my, my next book is due till February, but I'm easily going to have it done by Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, and so, and then that gives me, frankly, I've got two and a half months or two months to work on something else if I want, you right. know, and so, you know, and it's, and, and I do talk a, a, I do talk a little bit in the class about brilliant bursts, 
mean, there are times where you're like, oh, I'm so creative. I want to keep working. Well, if you build space into your week, and we can talk about that um, if you want for a sec, yeah. um, then you can you could take advantage of that and then maybe work ahead a little bit. So um, so I want to show you the the layout for this year's planner. Um, I'm so yes. excited. I'm going to show you the four, the four. We actually have four sizes of the planner this year. This is the um, spiral bound smaller size. So this is perfect for like a person on the go, you know, in purse size or whatever. Then and we've got are, uh, just to let people know, like if you're not watching on YouTube or can't really tell, uh, it's the size of a trade size paperback, eight and a half by five. Yeah, right. And, and in fact, we also have a trade size paperback. So for people that want to, to, and I like this, you know, it's called My Story Matters. This is our planner called My Story Matters. And then it says the planner here. But if you want to run your life like a novel, I mean, there are some people that really like this size. It's small, it's compact, but it's almost like a journal of your year. So if you're a person that likes to just journal your days, you know, you could go through this and you could have your, you know, you could, so here's the daily inspiration pages. You could, and then there's a place for prayer requests or thoughts or whatever it is. So that's your, that's your inspiration page. And then here is the, um, this is the, the simplified two page um, vision statement prior, you know, goals list or task list or whatever. And then here's your, here's your um, power block. So we'll talk about that nice. in a second, but it's all okay. on one page. So it's just these two pages. So that nice. size. And then we've got the, the mama size. This is for the woman who, or, or the man who wants to get some serious stuff done here. This is a, this is a, a, the mama size planner. And this is often the one I use, but this year I'm using the hardback version. Ooh. And this is, I, I've had hardback um, planners in the past and love them because it feels like I'm investing in my life. Like whatever I put down here, this is my life. And when my kids look through this when I'm dead, they can go, wow, this is cool. And it's got all my journal thoughts in it and, you know, all these. And so it's kind of like every year I can say this was my life for this year. Right. Yeah. And so I love the hard copy version. So this is the one I'm using. But um, but I want to talk just for a second on about planning because uh, we were talking about, you know, getting stuff done yeah. and having space to do it. So this is this year's planner, like I said. And these are all, this is where you write all of your categories, all your values, you know, like family, you know, writing, marketing, um, you know, I, you know, school teaching, you know, whatever it is, right. You're going to write down your, your activities. And then in these blocks here, you've got your top three priorities, but then you've got, I, I have three of them and I have, this is my morning a or morning block and then afternoon A and afternoon B. Everybody can do a dinner. You can do morning, afternoon, evening, depending on how you do it. You can even draw lines through it or whatever. But what I do is that the, these power blocks are essential to get stuff done. So what I do is I create what every week a time template. And in my time template, and it's pretty much the same every week and has been for the last 20 years, but basically <laughs> my, Mondays are my administrative day. I do all my work for my businesses on those days and um, try to, any shopping, anything that I need to do to, to run our lives, right? So that's, a, that's our Monday day. And I have like a marketing, you know, and then I might have in the evening shopping with my husband or in the afternoon, I might have, um, you know, marketing for a different business, whatever it is, is my Monday day. Then on Tuesday, Wednesdays, Tuesday and Wednesdays are just writing days. And so they're full blocks of writing and I have three writing blocks in each day. So I write one scene in each block. So I get six scenes written there. Nice. Thursday morning is either a writing block morning or, or some other uh, teaching related event or maybe business related event. I, I plan my classes on Thursday afternoons. I teach Thursday evenings 
And then Friday, I leave free. And this is the key to being, to getting stuff done. So Friday is my free day. Now it doesn't mean that I don't work Friday, but I can put whatever I want in this day. Now let's say that I've got a writing, you know, I've been writing all week and I've not done writing. I've got a great idea. I could fill that whole day with three more writing blocks and I could get nine things done. Or let's say something comes up on my Thursday and I'm like, oh, I have this business idea. I could work on that all day. Or let's say my children call, like for example, my daughter's coming up tonight. I'm so excited. She called me last night. She's like, hey, I got tomorrow off. I'm jumping in the car. I'm coming up. I'm spending the weekend at your place. And I was like, awesome. My son Noah got home from Japan on Tuesday. So I think that motivated her decision. So we're going to have a family weekend. Well, guess what? I got tomorrow off, you know, so I could take that whole day off. The key is, is let's say that on Monday, um, something happened and I needed to, you know, let's say we had a, our site crashed and I need to spend all day Tuesday working on the website. Well, guess what? I can move Tuesday's activity to Friday, right? And so now I've got this free day. When you leave yourself a free day, it allows you for something called brilliant bursts where you're like, I'm going to be brilliant this day and I'm doing this focused thing. And it, 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 it's so exciting because you're like, I got so much done, you know, this week because you had, you know, you can invest in that time. There are times where I take Friday and I go shopping. I nice. get a massage. I hang out with my girlfriends. You know, if I have an appointment, I'll put it on Friday, you know, and that gives me, again, focused time to do what I want. So if you are someone who likes to, to flow, go with the fly of a girlfriend who's like, I just follow my energy through the day. I'm like, that's great. Write down what your energy tells you to do. So Monday morning, she's like, well, I feel like I'm going to write. Okay, put it on a writing block. All right, Monday afternoon, well, I'm going to go shopping. Okay, write down shopping. Write down what your energy tells you to do, and you can kind of chart your week and see how your week is going. And, and you know, if you want to take control of that energy and say, okay, we're writing on Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, mornings, you know, or whatever, or maybe you say, I'm going to write Tuesday. I just don't know exactly when. The key to getting stuff done really is to signing yourself an appointment to show up and do the stuff. And if you need to change the appointment, you need to change the appointment. But this power blocking concept allows you to set those focused appointment times and then show up and do those things. So that's, that's kind of how I manage the crazy life, you know, that we can sometimes have as a missionary. I had people often show up, you know, and I just had to move stuff around, but leave yourself a day sometimes I have a creative day. I'm like, I'm just reading all day long, you know, but whatever you feel like you need to do in that brilliant burst is what you do, uh, you know, in that open space. That's awesome. Now, um, first of all, I know that in my head, but I don't think I've actually put it on the paper. I have told people, sometimes you need to just like mark off, this is my mental health day. And sometimes I won't know that I'm having a mental health day until I wake up in the morning and I'm like, (laughs) I need a mental health day, but, <laughs> but like you said, you can just move today's work, you know, to Friday when it was going to be your more free day or whatever day that you chose in the week. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's really, really good reminder that I have to mark it on the calendar the same way I mark other things. Um, because I do remind people 
that you need to celebrate your successes too. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about like celebrate. Okay. First of all, I'm always all about celebrating it with food, but if you don't want to get wider <laughs> since we're not going to get taller. <laughs> right, exactly. then, food in a walk, food in a walk. Exactly. <laughs> walk to your food. <laughs> I actually have done that. I'm like, okay, I'm walking down that path. That there's an ice cream shop at the end. <laughs> and then I'll walk back. My girl, that's right. I love that. Um, but uh, it's so interesting, like the things that you can pick up in all the different areas of your life that you're like, hey, what if I tried that in this area of life? So um, for nine months last year, I had the very exciting, um, I don't know, not task, but anyway, I got to work at um, my husband's video game company for nine months, which was oh, fun, super cool. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I, I, I had no idea there were so many different kinds of video games because I only see what John plays and I right. only see advertisements for things he's interested in. And I'm now there's like so many games where I, I have to play this one and this one and this one. And <laughs> but one of the things that I learned in the planning meetings and, and here's an interesting thing. Um, I don't know for sure if I've heard you talk about this, but in that um, entertainment company and in my business coaching program, they break the year up into chunks. Um, mm -hmm. Now I do know, and I'd like you to talk about this, that your planner has a section at the end of each calendar quarter. So uh, between March and April, June and July, et cetera, um, to write down like, how did things go and that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So we start with knowing that we're going to have these chunks of time, and then we only make plans for what can we get done in this chunk. But here's the interesting thing that I took out of that job and brought home to my writing business and life in general is that they always said we will only plan for 70% of our week because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, for sure you're going to be in meetings, but you don't know when or how many, you know, for sure something is going to come up. You'll go to the um, eye doctor one day and that'll be two hours gone. So you can't plan hundred percent of your time. Yep. That's right. You have to allow yourself space. Yeah. So um, whether it's uh, having a full day that you just leave unscheduled, or um, I actually did start trying to plan out my days for only six hours of work, even though I knew I would probably work eight or nine hours a day, but I wouldn't work eight or nine hours a day every day. Some days I might only get three hours of work done because, well, some weeks were the really good weeks where I got so much done. It was like you, I'm like, I get a half a day off. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk yeah, about, no. yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to pick up on a couple of things you said. First of all, it is really important for you to celebrate your wins. Like you said, we actually have incorporated that in our planner. So I don't know if you can really? see it down in the bottom, it says today's wins, because you really do need to celebrate what you accomplished. And so having yeah. that written down is good. And then you're right. We, we actually have a thing at the end of every month and it's a monthly re review and it has like best and worst. And it talks about your wins there because I think that's really energetic what the truth is, what you're grateful for that month, things like that. So I think that's important. And then we do have the quarterly um, reviews as well. I don't know if I can find the quarterly review page. Oh yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, we have a, so yeah, we have a, up, we have a, we, we also have like a section where you can update your, your goals for the quarter. But, but I want to say that I, I love that you have a section of time. So we do this thing called 12 week sprints. Because it usually, um, sprints are something that is often used in the corporate world where they're like, okay, we're going to sprint and this is what our sprint is going to be, right? So sometimes you might have a sprint and you, and so we actually have a form on one of the courses where you download what your goals are, what your tasks are for the sprint, and then you write down what your deadlines are and everything for that sprint. But you're right, you have to have built into that sprint catch-up days. 
because otherwise you will never, you'll be so tired from sprinting that you won't get a chance to, to breathe, right? Yeah. So even inside your 12 ring sprint, you've got to have some catch up days where you can say, okay, week seven, I'm catching up week 12, I'm catching up, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you can, that you, I guess it's a 12 week sprint, you got to put your catch up, but you kind of look at your calendar at where it is, right? And yeah. you say, okay, I know that I'm this week, we're having spring break. Well, I know I can't do my sprinting that week. You know, I'm going to take off family time and maybe the week after will be a catch up week, you know, and then I'm going to move my 12 weeks further down. So a 12 week sprint is really more like a 15 week sprint you know, kind of thing yeah, to, yeah. because you allow yourself time. But, but I think you're right. We can't plan to work eight hours a day, every day. We have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to work, you know, whatever six. I mean, there are some days where I write for nine hours, yeah. but then the next day I write for three, you know, because then I need to do other things. And so if you can, and, and I tell myself that, oh, Susie, it's okay. Just plug, just, just press on, finish this because tomorrow you get a break. And yeah. that kind of motivates me a little bit to, to keep going as well. Because I think that's what a lot of people get stressed out is like they see no end in the cycle. And like, you have to have right. an end and you have yeah. to celebrate. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I, I always want to say, and that's why I, I started out the, the interview saying, you know, you and I are planners, but hopefully... Um, we are offering a lot of tips on ways that you can use whatever is your own natural personality to just get more done in a calmer, more peaceful manner. So for mm -hmm. instance, um, a lot of writers believe that the only way to have a successful writing career is to write every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And kudos to you if that works for you, because I think you should work with the thing that works for you. But yeah. for me, I have to plan how many words I want to plan for each week and how many mm -hmm. weeks to get to the end of the book, because mm -hmm. um, I just, I work so much better if I allow myself some fluidity, but mm -hmm. also within the confines of a structure. So I mm -hmm. still need to get my words written. And if it gets to be Saturday morning and I'm 3000 words behind, then guess what I'm doing on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's fine because um, John and I had our anniversary on Wednesday and we took the whole day off and just played all day. So, right. Right. And so you say, well, okay, I'm just switching out that day. It's not that you don't get it done. You just get it done a different day. Yeah. The key you show up and get it done. You know, it's not like you go, oh, I'm never going to have it happen. Right. And so I, I, one thing I love about planning is that every day I get up and I say, okay, today, this is what I get to do. Yeah. I get excited. Cause I, I kind of know what I'm doing. If I get up and I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing today. We, we went to Germany a number uh, last year or two years ago with our kids. And we had a plan for every day, except the last three days when we were in Prague. So we went to Germany for like 10 days and we went to Prague for like three days. And every day in Germany, I had a plan. We're going to see this castle, you know, this sort of thing. We're going to eat this, you know, eat out here, whatever. We get to Prague and we were like, well, we've been to Prague numerous times. So we, we just wanted to go see all the things that we normally see or whatever. And we like eating street food. So, you know, we, you know, but my children, my, especially my son, who's in the Navy was like, uh, what happened to our plan? I don't know what I'm doing today. Where are we eating? What do I wear? What are we doing? You know, and he was so frustrated that he, and so the last night we were going to go up for a nice dinner, but we hadn't made reservations. And in Europe, you must make reservations at nice restaurants ahead of time, like a long time ahead of time, especially if you're going to Paris or Prague or whatever, because a lot of times you, they don't just take walk-ins. They just, you know, you don't, or they do, but it's hard to you wait a long time. Anyway, yeah. so we wandered around Prague for three hours, wait, looking for a place to eat. And he was so angry. He was like, 
we needed to plan our, our uh, ahead, you know, and he's right. And so what happens is that we didn't have any, we, we knew what we were going to do, but we didn't have anything to like look forward to. So we ended up booking a couple of tours while we were in Prague, just so we could be like, okay, today's our World War II tour, because we didn't have anything where we were like, oh, today's this day, right? So same with our lives, we get up and sometimes there's days where I'm like, I'm not doing anything today. And I love it. But mostly because, you know, I've planned out the rest of the days and I planned to do nothing today. Right. But invariably, I don't know what I'm eating. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I waste the day. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I do today? I thought it was going to be so great, but I didn't, you know, right. And so, so giving, having a plan, at least something gives you something to look forward to, even if it's okay, today I'm listening to this seminar and I'm writing this code. Okay. That's fine. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to invest in it and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's so funny how you and I are playing off of each other and thinking of, because uh, I can't remember, um, I don't, not, not sure if I even know, like how long your uh, time and project management uh, coursework and that sort of thing is. Mine is a 12 lesson thing that takes between a month and two months, depending on how long you want to take to figure it all out or just going through it all in two days. But um, <laughs> yeah, but there, it's because there are so many things that uh, particularly as you and I keep teaching it to more people and we get feedback from people. So there was this one woman who was in my class. She was so frustrated because on the one hand, she and her husband were kind of arguing because he retired before her. And so he was home and he wanted to do things with her. And he was constantly interrupting when she was right in the middle of a good thought when she was typing. Um, and she was also just annoyed with him because of all the fun things that he was doing that she was working. And so one of the things that we came up with, which was like one of those surprise moments when you realize, oh, there's an answer that actually makes both of us happy. You know, I said, well, can you work something out with him where you don't get mad at him for golfing all the time? He golfs two weekends a month and you have two eight hour writing days or six hour writing days. And he knows he can't come home for six hours. He has to go golf, have a good time, have lunch with his friends, but he can't come home before six hours are up. And then you have six beautiful uninterrupted hours. And she was like, oh, Oh my gosh. And later on, she's like, we both like this plan. We're arguing less. She's getting more done. And they then planned time when the two of them will do things together. And she's already decided, you know, on the other two Saturdays, I don't work. I spend time with him. Nice. So that's brilliant. It's, it's wonderful. The things that you can come up with, even if one of you is more of a planner than the other, like, like mm -hmm. with your son, you know, probably the next time you do something, you'll at least have planned to head the fancy dinner. Oh and yeah. Then tell I, I send him an itinerary. I'm like, can this be pre-approved please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right. Now we know what we're doing every day and where we're eating and that's yeah. good. Yeah. Or, or I'm, I, I don't know how it works for him, but definitely it worked out much better for my husband when we had a similar vacation. It was, um, I think it was celebrating my 50th birthday and, uh, we had moved to Sweden. So we went to Paris for my birthday and, um, and like we wanted to see things and some of those things required reservations like the Louvre and different things. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other hand, like we didn't want to be like running around by the, by the clock, you know? So, mm -hmm. so John was like, can we just plan every other day? And I was like, oh, sure. So we saw half as many things as I was thinking we would see, 
but I think we must have had about four times as much fun because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were both happy. We saw things we didn't expect to see. We did things we didn't expect to see. We ate things mm -hmm. we didn't expect to eat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Oh yeah, we. I think that's a that's a great idea. Actually, we do that a lot with our family on vacations. We'll plan one day and then one day's off. Plan one day, one day's off, and that way yeah. we can get all the things in that we need to get in. And I yeah. Think so and everybody cool. ends up being happier and calmer. Right. I mean, in, in terms of planning, if you're a pantser, you could just write down all the things that you would like to accomplish over the course of the week on a big schedule and our big, I mean, on a big list and then just grab it and stick it in uh, as your energy, you know, as you're like, get up. Oh, I want to do, I'll do that today. Boom. Okay. It's a two hour project. Okay. I'll do that. All right. Now what? Oh, I'll do this. You know, I mean, you, you didn't, you wouldn't have to plan when you want it, when you're going to do it. I like to do that because then I can see what my week looks like, but you could just make a list and grab it and put it in and, and just say, that's my focus for this power block. Right. And yeah. still get a lot of stuff done. Right. Yeah. You just don't want to plan so many things that are, you don't want to plan more things than you have power blocks. That's, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> so if you do, you say, I can only pick eight things from this list and then limit yourself because right. otherwise you look at the list, you're like, look at all I didn't do. And that's, we want to veer away from that. We want to say, right. look at what we have done. Right. Yeah. And that's a great segue into something that I've been um, preaching to my choir for <laughs> over a decade um, is that I found that I constantly was looking at what I wasn't getting done. And I just felt bad mm -hmm. about myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And it really came to my head, uh, to a head when my husband got in a motorcycle accident and I mm -hmm. went from being uh, at a writer's retreat in the middle of finishing, you know, this great novel I was so excited about to being on the road, going as fast as I could, as safely as I could to a hospital that mm -hmm. was hours away. That, that yeah. was a big pivot moment for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I spent weeks, uh, just thinking this, like my life sucks. I'm so glad my husband's alive, but other than that, mm -hmm. and then I started writing down, what was I actually getting done? Cause I'm like, you know what, if I get one thing done today, I'll just be glad. Well, by the end of, so that happened in March, by the end of that year, um, I had put out two new audiobooks. I had, and I can't remember it all in my head right now, but because I had been writing things down, I saw that I had gotten a ton done. And this is while being a full time caregiver for six months. So I was wow. like, holy smoke. So I started doing that done journal like every day. Like it's not at a certain, it's not like one per year or anything. I just write down everything every day. I write down the number of words that I wrote that day. And mm -hmm, a lot of times mm -hmm. how long it took me because then I could pre plan out like how many books mm -hmm. could I write in a year mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, I would see this is how much I can write, but how long does it take me to find a cover designer and do the formatting and <laughs> this sort of thing. And so yeah. I could plan out things that, um, actually the deadlines made it a lot more sense. They weren't just randomly pulled from the air. Well, Susie right. May writes four books a year, so I should be able to write four books a year. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I have a different life, right? So my life is looks everybody's life is different and and you know, not everybody can write four books a year because they they have other things in their life. My life is a very simplified focused life and so I don't have a lot of outside things that I do. I have, you know, friends, family, writing. Nice. Know, so, nice. Yeah, remodeling. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I've talked to you too about, um, I went through a, a really bad period of burnout and I think mm -hmm. that using your, uh, planner and, and there's two ways that I can imagine using it for the person who doesn't necessarily want to 
pre-plan things out, but you do want to know how long does it really take me to write a book or to do all the things after, you know, finishing the final draft until it actually gets published, whether it's traditional or indie published. Um, you can actually use Susie May's journal. Um, uh, my writing plan, my brilliant writing planner mm -hmm. as your done journal. You can keep track mm -hmm. of everything that you've done mm -hmm. uh, in the past. Then you can look back and go, oh, okay, well, I got this and this and this, and I didn't realize how long that and that and that were going to take. So I need to, you know, account for that next time. Yeah. I have a lot of people that do that. Actually, they write to me and they say, this is really great. I wrote down, they, what they did is they write down their tasks that they want to accomplish. And then they write down when they accomplish them here not as a pre-plan, but I did it there, I did it there, I did it there. And that way they, they do see what they've, they've accomplished. And that is a great yeah. way to do it too. It's just a way to organize your thoughts, really. Yeah. And you can use a notebook, people write, create bullet journals. Right. You know, there's all sorts of ways to do it. This is like a reminder of the things that you could possibly write down, things that you, you know, that are important to you. And, and that's just basically how it functions. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that probably we can both agree um, that we really want to help you listeners um, have not only a more productive year in 2021, but a calmer and more joyful year, mm -hmm, a more peaceful mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my goal now, after more than 10 years of helping people milk every minute from every day and get as much done as possible, after that terrible period of burnout, my goal is to help you to also plan downtime so that you never, ever go through what I went through. Right. No, that's that's really true. I think the biggest thing that I took out of 2020 and the crazy year is that less subtraction can actually be addition. Yeah. You know, we, I subtracted a lot of things out of my life, um, projects, travel, travel was a big subtraction, which I, I ended up loving. I, I just actually decided that I'm not going to travel for conferences anymore. I'm, I used to do that a lot. I have two coming up in 2021 and that is it. I'm done. I, I love helping people, but I can do it online and I yeah. can do it locally. And I've just decided it takes too much of time and energy away from my family for me to do that. And I had a season for that, but that season's over and I've moved on to other things, you know, so, so I've subtracted a lot of other activities out of my life and simplified, you know, I don't go to the gym anymore. I take a walk where I lift a few kettlebells at my house. You know, I, you know, I have groceries delivered. This is great. And I have a set menu every week. So this is what I eat every week. I don't go shopping for clothes, but you know what? That's okay. I don't need as many clothes, you know? So it's like I, I've subtracted so much and enjoyed so much more because I have, you know, things in my life that are like, again, when you have less stuff, when you have less clutter in your life, whether it be possessions or activities, you can focus on the things that you enjoy more. And so, you know, again, writing stuff down, figuring out your task list helps you see if you've got too much clutter going on. Oh, yeah. I can't do all of these things. I need to simplify. Yeah. So it's, it's good. So oh. in, in many ways, 2020 has been a big calling year for a lot of people saying, let's get rid of all this. Yeah. Focus on what matters. Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's definitely been uh, a huge, I don't, I don't know how to, how to say it. Cause I hadn't put it in words before, but um a boon. Uh, it's mm -hmm. definitely been a huge blessing for me to have all these things that I can't do, things that I wanted to do, like you were saying, but now that I can't do them that way, I'm finding other ways to do them or to realize I'm very happy to not do them at all or do them mm -hmm. every other year or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, getting way more exactly. writing done. <laughs> yes, you get way more writing done. Which is exactly right. Exactly oh. right. Well, so. listen, there's probably people listening who are thinking, okay, your planner really sounds cool. Like they're not already invested mentally or financially in a different kind of planner. Um, and they're excited about looking into yours more, or maybe just, I want to hit the buy button. So where can mm-hmm. people find out about the planner and also just you sure. and your books and the things you do? Right. So on the planner, you can go to mybrilliantwritingplanner.com and uh, there's four different kinds of planners. There's lots of inside pictures. And then of course you do get the course with it. The the course information is in the planner when you get it. So you can go and get the course. The course is worth $350. So it's a really good deal. We've added a lot of cool new stuff to the course for this year. Um, uh, A course on blogging, on websites, on marketing, on deep work, some some things that we think will help add to it. Um, And the course has things like focus, prayer it's got things on uh you know it's got tips and tricks on you know brilliant bursts and sprints and you know all of that kind of stuff so it really teaches you how to do it but but mostly we're, we're excited because we have the with simplify we have the four different sizes and i think that will really cater to people so go to mybrilliantwritingplanner.com and you can read all about it and choose the size that fits you and there's different price points and that sort of thing as well um, in terms of my books, I just have a, a new book that come that came out. Um, if you go to mybooktherapy.com, you'll actually see all of our offerings, but you can pick up the story equation. That's basically the, the bones of uh, what I teach. And by the way, in the writing planner, there are two, um, there's a writing planning section. So it's called your publishing strategy and it helps you figure out what you're going to publish. And so that's kind of nice. a different kind of thing that people don't normally get inside a planner is publishing strategy and so but if you want to read about my novels this is my newest book it's called the price of valor um and it's a it's the end of a um eight book series so i would encourage you to read the first three of this series but if you just want a great story this is you know you can pick it up here and then go back and read everything else it is a great it does stand alone but it does it is nice to know who the other characters are but it's called the price of valor and you can find that at susanmaywarren.com Awesome. Oh, I have to say, I've read a lot of your books and you just happen to write in a style I really enjoy. So (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, have I read the first seven books? So it might be Christmas is coming. So (laughs) (laughs) yes, well, they were, they were actually in a different series, the Montana Marshalls. But remember what I said about thinking ahead. So I wrote this five book series with the Montana Marshalls. I guess it's just three more books. It's eight books. And then I, and then I had a little story thread in there that I brought over to the global search and rescue series so you know each each series has their own bent but there's a little bit of segue between them and so anyway nice all right which is something that you can work on in the publishing strategy section of your of your planner (laughs) right (laughs) awesome Susie may as always this is great we could talk to you about planning and and that sort of thing for so long but i just want to tell you thank you so much i noticed that um you set aside time to do this interview on the day that is your marketing day so (laughs) practicing what you preach it's always good to know that your teacher does that yes (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time and being on the show my pleasure. It's just been really great to talk with you. I just always love our chats. It was really great. And and if you're out there writing a book, remember your story matters, the one that you're living and the one that you're writing. And so go write something brilliant. 